0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: When you're good to mama, mama's good to you. Don't say see Pop, six, squish, uh-oh, Ciceroi, Lipschitz, Sebastian. And good. today we are reviewing <laughs> the 2002 film Chicago, based on the musical of the same name, starring Renee Zellweger, Richard Gere, Catherine zeta Jones, Queen Latifah, Tay Diggs, John C. Riley, Colm Fiore, and Dominic West with a star turn. As a cameo from Cheetah Rivera. All right, Chicago. Chicago as Alex. Keeping, would say. keeping it musical. Well, we should address the the elephant in the room that Alex is once again dead. Yep. Um I don't even know how it happened this time. I just got a letter saying uh, I'm dead now, signed
0: Alex. That seems really legitimate. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to question that. I'll trust him. Um, yeah, Alex is dead tired of planning his wedding, which is, by the time this will come out, I think like a week away or two, or a week and a half away. How Hal heteronormative of him. Yes, he's, yes. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he's going to be away for this week and next week while him and his soon-to-be lady wife uh, prepare things, which I assume, you, I don't know, like it's like a week or two away and they're just finalizing a couple of things. It sounds stressful to me. I'm very happy to be here and not where he is. Also, because if I was where he was, my wife would be very unhappy. Sorry, my lady wife would be very unhappy with me. Right. Did we make an agreement? Was it this show that I was a lady wife from now on? I don't know. I think it was this show. All right, good. Yep. So Chicago, Chicago.
1: We watched it. We, we did. loved it. The end. Oh, there's a bit more to
0: talk about. Than
1: that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any any production notes? Anything? I have a few. Do you have a really fakie? I do not. All right. Well, tell me. Two of the names of people who were considered before Richard Gere was cast in the role. Oh, well, I do know one of these. Well, tell me too, Sebastian. Hugh Jackman.
0: Was one of them. That's the
1: one I know for he sure. He thought he was too young and he regretted not taking it after he saw the movie.
0: My household is a big uh, Richard Gere like, fan house. Mm-hmm. So as much mm-hmm. as I love Hugh Jackman, I was pretty happy with Richard Gere being in this. So Yeah, he did really well. Now... If I was going to cast someone to replace Richard Gere in a Mm -hmm. film, though, Mm -hmm. this is a strange one, but I would either look at Sean Penn or Dustin Hoffman and neither of them because I can't imagine any of them singing. I
1: think you need to go back to famous actors who are famous for appearing in musicals. Neil Patrick Harris. Incorrect. Older. A contemporary of Richard Gere. Oh. Like, and there's a chance I know who this person Abs- is? You know the name. You'll know the name and you'll know some of his filmography. And they sing? Yeah. When they're very young, almost their first movie was a musical and they have done a musical in the last 10 years that was very famous. It can't
0: be John Travolta, kid. It? John Travolta. Are you kidding? Yeah,
1: John Travolta was offered at first.
0: Oh, that's a bad choice. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, the casting was really off of this. I love Hugh Jackman, but like... I don't think he could play a scoundrel like yeah, right. Richard Gere played. And John Travolta could, but he played a different kind of scoundrel. Yeah. Like a greasy one. Yeah. yeah. He's not quite as charming as Richard Gere and suave, I guess. Or well, Hugh Jackman, I think, is as charming, but still not as suave yeah. once again, yeah. All
1: right. Well, let's play the same game with uh, Catherine Cedar Jones. Not Catherine Cedar Jones, Renee Zellweger. When this movie was first um, put up, it was being directed by someone else and then uh, Rob, whatever his name, Rob Marshall came on to the project and the person who had been cast as Roxy Hart was, had to re-audition and lost the role to Renee Zellweger. That's embarrassing. Well, I, I've actually never really heard this other person sing. I really like her as an actress. Uh, can, just give me a hint. Is she blonde or brunette? Or? Blonde. Quite famously Blonde.
0: And she'd be a bit older now or...?
1: Now, yes. She would be similar age to Renee Zellweger, they, I think, from memory, is in her 40s now. Well, she might be a bit younger, maybe mid-30s. Oh. Known for a character acting. Okay. But still a very pretty blonde woman. Starts with a C.
0: No, not that one, Seb. She can't sing, and she's a brunette. What are you doing? <laughs> I was like Carrie Anne Moss instantly. Like, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. I wasn't. No, 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 no. Charlize
1: Theron. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: yeah. I, again, I've never
1: heard her sing. To be fair, I don't think I'd heard Renee Zellweger sing before this this movie either. So, yeah, Um yeah, she well, did it all right.
0: Any other casting ones?
1: Yep. Uh, who was the director? Uh, the The, uh, the director, Rob Marshall's. First choice to play Major Mama Morton. Ooh,
0: was it also a black woman? No. Okay. Well, that it rules but out. But a very
1: famous female character actor. Hmm.
0: Okay. If I was gonna cast like a tough one, it would be freaking. Um. I got. I got a character name in my head, not the actress name. Um. Seb, you can do this. I
1: don't know
0: if he can. No, I got this. I, I know I have the face in the. I, <laughs> I have like a. I know her character's name from one of her movies, and I can't think of the actress's name, and it is absolutely killing me. Um, no, this is bad radio. I was going to say the girl from Aliens. I can't remember her name. Sigourney Weaver. That's the one. I was to no, say. No, no, no. Yeah. It was uh, Kathy Bates.
1: Ah, yeah. And the only reason she didn't take it was because she was scheduled to um, about Schmidt. Oh, yeah, Yep, and so both... Uh, <laughs> she,
0: said she was scheduled to kidnap James, <laughs> James McCann? Why was... Oh, no. right, yeah. yeah. Misery, okay. is that right? Yeah. yeah no, no, no. Uh, so, and
1: they were both up for Best Supporting Actress for Queen Latifah for Chicago and Kathy Bates for About Schmidt that Ooh. year, 2002. So
0: many choices. Yeah. Uh,
1: so to- Richard Gere did a whole bunch of tap lessons... Mm-hmm. And his tap scene his tap dance scene took half a day to film
0: now, I know for like shooting half a day is not terrible for a scene, but half a day worth of tapping sounds mm-hmm. terrible, yep, it sounds terrible, yeah, and honestly you would you'd
1: kind of want to get it one and done, yeah. like well, not one and done, but pretty quickly done. but I
0: think it was because he was a beginner now was, what was the name of the director for this one again R- Rob Marshall now, I believe he's the one. That is directing the new Mary Poppins film, Mary Poppins Returns, and he's also penciled in for the Disney official um, live-action remake of Little Mermaid. Not the one that's due out this year, which is like some sort of weird horror version. Oh, nice. But there's one that's being greenlit, but hasn't yet been dated. Which is like the you know how Disney's going through their back catalog and redoing them all. Yeah, yeah, and they're keeping him on board for that as well. So, all right, he's good. been sticking around with the. Popular musicals, I get recently. Guess recently, but he did um Into the Woods. He wasn't was in Into the Woods, and also Nine. I didn't see Nine. It, and it was all right. It. I'm not a
1: huge fan of the musical to start with, and so I don't think it was. I think that's why it wasn't very popular when it came out. Mm. Um, because that was oh, five, five years after Chicago. Let me look that up. Yeah, um, but
0: I haven't seen Into the Woods, but I've heard nice things from other people that aren't me. I I strong not recommend Johnny Depp but <laughs> he's barely in it and he's wolfly in it actually. You see, cause I think he plays a big bad wolf. He does. He just said barely. in I was, it was a great joke that those at home were rolling in laughter, hopefully not into traffic because of,
1: you no, know? I'm just going to let this silence. Alex isn't out. here. I know. I know. The audience needs to know that I don't support your habits. Uh, but yes, uh, Nine came out 2009, Into the Woods 2014. Uh, Little Mermaid is announced but not yeah. uh, hasn't got a date on it. Mary Poppins Returns comes
0: out this year. So I saw the first teaser trailer to that movie. I don't think I've ever audibly rolled my eyes before but I found a way. I'm not a fan of the original Mary Poppins and just it looks so weird. Also, I haven't watched it for years. So when there was the tra- when watching the trailer, I turned to my lady wife.
1: Mm.
0: I was like, hey, what's wrong with that house? Why is there a boat on top of it? I was like, oh, that man's crazy. I'm like, yeah, he sure is. Why is there a boat in his house? She's like, I can't remember. It's in the first movie. I'm like, okay, but why is there a boat in his house?
1: Zane? Because he's a sailor. Uh,
0: yeah. He's an eccentric old man. My great uncle was a sailor for many, many years. He still goes fishing like every other day and he does yeah. not have a boat on his house.
1: Yeah, well, why does an old man float to the ceiling when he laughs.
0: Is that in this movie as well?
1: That's in yeah, that's in the original. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about this um, weird magical person who comes in and fixes the family's life.
0: By making them float or was he floating and that was the no, point which is well, there to fix?
1: She takes them around and ducks in to see this fellow. They have tea and they talk about um, he loves to laugh and sings a song about it. When they laugh, they fall to the ceiling and it's just like, let's talk about manners,
0: I okay. guess. I should clarify. <laughs> when I say I've seen this film, that's me assuming I have seen this film growing up. <laughs> I have no memory of this movie at all. And if you've ever turned out I have I not we seen it. think should put it on the list sometime. It's a, it's a quality movie. Listen, I mean, like, oh, we can put it on the list and I'll watch it, but I'm not going to enjoy it. We, we all, right, all know I'm fine. not going to enjoy it.
1: I will, and that's what's important. <laughs> Uh, So Catherine Zeta-Jones did all her own dancing. She's quite, uh, well, she's known for it. She's, Mm. um, and everyone did their own singing and that's why she had her hair cut short so that uh, there wasn't anything in front of her face that people would say that she got someone else to do the dancing.
0: Um, Also, it suits you in prison to have short hair or no hair because people can't, like, kill you as easily.
1: They weren't actually in prison, Seb.
0: They were kind of in prison, though. Mm. They, they were when a, you
1: can walk around your bars to dance it's not really prison
0: a lady was walked out of there and hung that's what they do on death row they put you in prison and they walk you to get killed like that was that was a prison sure she had a cell um, with a bed and it. I
1: did I did mention the uh the cheetah Rivera uh cameo in the start cheetah Rivera actually played Velma Kelly in the original Broadway yeah uh, and she was the smoking prisoner when Renee Zellweger, Roxy Hart, walked into the prison. They had a little uh, exchange. Okay. Yeah, and that was the cameo, and that's where she's from. Well, there you go. Tudor Rivera is a Broadway
0: legend. I have no ill words for her. Just as well. This time. Because I would fight you. Also, Christina Baranski was in this film, and I have a lot of ill words for her. Who? Christina Baransky? is that the uh, one? Ah, Christine Baranski. Is that the one? Oh, Christine,
1: is it? Christine It Doesn't matter. It does matter. She is a gem. My dog will come to both person.
0: Adelaide or Addy. As long as it sounds similar, they respond. I'm taking the hard line on this one. I really do not like this actress. You can't just stare at me. It's a podcast. You have to I'm just stabilise. letting the audience absorb. What you just said. It's pretty good. I thought it was like, it was She's cutting edge. She's the
1: best. I love her. No, I'm not a fan All right, man. what do we got next? What do we do? We do movie babies? Is that what we do?
0: Or tweets, whichever one we decide to go with. Movie babies. What are your movie babies? I had three. Ugh. Although I, I think I made up one of them. <laughs> like I'm looking at it I'm like, is, is that the All TV right. show? Was there a TV show called True Crime? Am I remembering the wrong show? I don't know. I'm, I don't watch crime. I think I might be remembering the wrong show. What was that one? With um, it had uh, Vince Vaughn in it for a season. Math, but numbers. I no, don't... no, like one series. It was like a mini series. I didn't... have no
1: idea what you're talking. I'm going to go with true
0: crime until I remember otherwise. Mixed okay. with the producers. Okay. The second one for like all the on-stage stuff. Yep. And that movie I did not like, Cabaret. <laughs> for the actors they were dressed in.
1: Yeah, cab- Cabaret is similar in tone, I guess. For me, this movie is like Sin City. Oh, yeah. Crossed
0: with the birdcage. I haven't seen that one. What? You get... I... Zane, I've had a really busy week. Nathan
1: Lane and Robin Williams in one movie as gay
0: lovers. How could you contain them with a birdcage? Am How I right? dare you? True Detective is the one I was talking about, true crime. True Detective.
1: Yes, that's obviously more important that you know other than watching The Birdcage. Arguably one of the funniest movies ever. I've laughed more at other movies.
0: You haven't watched? Well, that's why I've laughed more, Zane. <sighs>
1: <sighs> All right. Give me a tweet, frickin' Uh
0: What I thought Cabaret was going to be like. That's it. <laughs> yep.
1: All right. This is what I
0: expected from the movie Cabaret. It's is literally
1: it who knew that sex, lies, and jazz music was as dangerous as sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Whoa.
0: I knew. I've seen this movie yeah. before.
1: Yeah. Uh, probably Ma- Mama Morton did as well.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She probably did. There's a lot of jazzy murderers in that Only present. one. Oh. Only
1: one jazzy murderer. Mm. They're, they're kind of murderers that become jazzy by association. We yes. Yeah.
0: Can we review the film now? Sure. I feel really bad for Renee Zellweger's character in one aspect. What does she want as a character the most, apart from not to be hung? Fame. And how did she want to get that fame? What did she want to do? She wanted to sing and dance. In a world where everyone is a good singer and dancer, she is somehow deemed not good enough of a singer and dancer. No, she she is a good singer and dancer. I think she was too, but she, could, she wasn't able to get these parts. And it's a world where everyone's a singer and dancer. But
1: it, it's kind of implied that she didn't get the right parts because she didn't sleep with the right people. What a dunce. Also, she got married, so she's a small-town girl who came to the big city to make it big and then married a mechanic because he was the first one who proposed.
0: He's lovely. Yeah, and she's a horrible person. She is. <laughs> They're all horrible. Even, yeah, I think he's the only nice character.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he is. Richard Gere's okay, but he's all about money.
0: But he's not—he's not dishonest. Oh no, he definitely is. He gets—he gets them to lie, and but when by talking for them, he lies for them. Like, oh he, yeah, but by spin,
1: like I oh. don't want—I I don't want any of them to die. Like yes, they belong in prison, but they don't
0: deserve to hang. There's spin and there's lies. Like when you're going through like a family history, like oh where do your parents and like they still live on the farms? They're cool. They're dead. Like that's not spin. They're not missing. They don't exaggerate to death. Like he just makes up that they're dead. Like he, yeah, that's not not spin. That's just lying. Yeah, that's how this is. How how Trump would define spin? (laughs) Like no, no, no.
1: That's alternate facts. Yeah,
0: the crowd size. I'm just spinning the facts in my direction. No, no, you just, yeah, yeah. But he's he's a liar. Yeah,
1: he's He's a charming liar though. He also stops people from getting the death penalty.
0: Murderers. I mean, yeah. like, I'm very, yeah, I'm not okay. pro-death penalty, but, like, <laughs> he's not going around saving, like, orphans from being run over by cars. Like, that's a hero. He's, you know, he's saving murder. I'm not saying he's a <laughs> hero.
1: I'm not saying best he's a guy. guy. <laughs> I'm saying that he's not a terrible person. Oh, because he's one
0: hundred percent honest about who he is and what he's there for. And oh, but when he gives the husband the runaround about the baby not being his, the fake baby, not, yeah, he's orchestrating that scene with the press. I know, but it's horrible. Like, it is horrible. Poor John C. Riley. He plays yeah. a he plays a patsy so well. He sure does. Ah, uh, John C. Riley. Are we talking about good or bad? I don't know. What I'm did just, you say? Just, what are you talking about? I'm just yelling about the movie. Like, not as a bad thing or a good thing. I just want to point out that John C. Riley was the only character that deserved a hug in this entire film.
1: Yeah. Well, the whole f- point of Chicago is that
0: everyone's a terrible person. Except for John C. Riley.
1: And. Uh, Mary Sunshine. She was the one that was hung? No. No, no, no. She's, the, she's, the fi- she's Christine Baranski.
0: Why do you she think she's horrible, too?
1: Why is she horrible?
0: I thought she was faking every scene, like not that it's just about actress. No, I no, she, she was... she's
1: basic. She's reporting what is being, what's going on, and she's trying to get sympathy for these women who are being treated poorly. Oh,
0: I read it very differently. Yeah. I thought that she had a thing for Richard Gere's character. And they were literally—he was making the headlines for her papers. Like they well, thought they that was—they do. So yeah. the
1: original play was written by a reporter who was reporting on two real-life cases, basically Velma and Roxy. And she wrote Mary Sunshine in to be like her role in this, yep. where she's reporting on what she's being told and trying to summon support for all these women who are basically. Being threatened with death, yeah, and so yeah, so she's close with Richard Gere because he's giving her what she needs or what she wants.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was like collusion between the two, sort of oh. thing. That's why that's how I read it, anyway. That she, I was, think it's definitely a patsy. Yeah,
1: is like he, she's being his mouthpiece. Yeah, saying what he's reporting, but you know, that's the reason I reporting didn't read what
0: I didn't read her as good because I... No,
1: well, I there's, a no, leech. there's no real good characters. Except for movie. John C. Riley. Even then...
0: He's, he was he's good.
1: He's just an idiot. Well, okay, but yeah, he basically deceived Roxy into marrying him. How? Did I, I saying that. that? Saying that he could get her um, uh, nightclub work because he lived in Chicago because she came from outside of Chicago and he said, well, come live with me. We'll get married and you can work in nightclubs. And then he came and
0: they didn't really do anything. But I made much. the same promise to my lady wife, you see. Well, come, maybe you're a bad person Come as well. live with me in Brisbane and I'll get you nightclub, a, work? nightclub work. That's a terrible idea. It doesn't work.
1: There isn't nightclub work anymore unless you're like a... Bartender, I guess.
0: Or a lady of the night. Or a DJ. Or yeah, well, Jess is terrible with DJing, I assume. Well, maybe she could just be a stripper then. I mean, like, I'd rather not, but also she's her own woman. She can. But you didn't promise a stripper work, did you? No. Well, there you go. But I didn't exclusively promise <laughs> not stripper work. That's true. That's the problem.
1: <sighs> John C. Riley was great. Also, Renee Zellweger was all right. I didn't
0: hate her. I didn't recognize her. For I, halfway through the movie, I had to check the cast list because I couldn't pick her face. And then when I was like looked, at her, I'm like, "Oh, that's not her, is it? No, I'm <laughs> just fucked up here." I thought it was someone completely different, someone who I do not know. Catherine Zeta
1: Jones, I love. Also, Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah Queen fun. is the, in my mind, the perfect matron, Mama Morton. Mm. Um, any, I've seen Chicago a couple times live, and. Any Mama Morton is always going to be compared to Queen Latifah in this role. Yeah,
0: uh, she was really fun. I enjoyed yeah. her.
1: And like that's a, in the in the play or the musical, I should say, not the original play. She's she's given a lot more to do, um, and in kind of she's she's puppeteering the the politics in the prison a little bit more. So they cut a lot of that out for the movie, which is a shame. But I think. M- I think uh, Queen Latifah really, really hammed up what she had into something great.
0: I kept thinking that Catherine Zeta-Jones was Evangeline Lilly. Why?
1: They have the same hair
0: in this film. (laughs) You're all right. Yeah, this whole time I was like, wow, how old is Evangeline? Because like this movie's... Like, she looks the same age, but it's been like 15 years. And then, yeah, whoops, no, no, not her, not her at all.
1: And even Catherine Zeta Jones would not have been young for this movie.
0: But I'm, because I thought she was Evangeline, who like yeah, I saw last yeah. year, that's why I was like, oh, that's not right. Um, yeah, I don't really have any criticisms, like casting or anything. Like, it was, and the team worked really well together. Who would you have recast um, Zellweger with if you didn't, like, love her performance? Though? Oh. Like,
1: I, I, Someone from Broadway, honestly, like this whole movie is stunt cast from Hollywood, and Zellwig is not the strongest singer or dancer. She got away with a lot of personality, mm. which you know you can add into Roxy, and that, that is one way to play it. I think that's the strength of the musical itself is that the characters can be taken a number of different ways. Um, but yeah, like Sutton Foster is. Probably the biggest female name on Broadway, yeah, um, would have been great, yeah, like l- truly great in this role. Uh, but yeah, like a- anyone, like legitimate musical theater personality, Limbo Miranda than,
0: in a wig. No, okay, just that was I was testing you. No, so good job, you passed. No, you passed. That was a good test. No, you've you not even Nathan Lane in a wig. Nathan Lane in a wig could play Mama.
1: No, you've got Queen. You've got Queen Latifah. If there. you
0: didn't have Queen Latifah,
1: I think I think he'd be a great Amos. Yeah, yeah. Like again, John C. Riley was perfect. You know, Josh, Josh is
0: it Josh Gad? Yeah, he'd be a good. Um, it's a bit young, but yeah, but yeah. Who was the one that played um, the the Muggle in Fantastic Beasts? Ah, oh. he has a good. He has know, the same maybe. look about him too, though. He yeah. Would, I, yep. Yeah. You ramble all search. Kind of this guy uh, I don't want to ramble. What am uh... I
1: rambling about? Um uh, John Travolta preference? should ne- definitely not have been cast. Richard Gere was fine. Like he is he is Billy Flynn uh when he's talking and singing. But uh, you know, if you're gonna do that tap number, to be fair, I didn't really dislike his tap number. I think It it worked well, and also I really love the magical realism of the whole concept. Yeah, Uh, that worked. That worked super well in this, this interpretation. Dan Fogler, Dan Fogler, which I I did know. I didn't know
0: that. God, he actually lost a bit of weight for that role. Mm. Oh, bless his heart. Yes. Um, Oh, that's right, Kowalski. That's what he played. What's your favorite song? I don't know the names. So you have. To, you can't just tell me the name. You got to like tell me the scene and the context and everything. When we both
1: reach for the gun, it is it is a great chorus number. So much energy. It's when she's being puppeted by. Oh yes, yeah, yep That is, but also can't do it alone. Catherine Zeta-Jones doing her her act. It's actually my least favorite song.
0: How dare you! Sorry, I didn't like it. Just it, it just bored me. Like it wasn't as exciting for me as other songs. Like I thought it yeah. was a bit flat.
1: "When You Good to Mama" is like the one that I like to sing the most. Yeah, but "Cell Block Tango" is a great. Is that the one that I quoted in my intro? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, um, there's there's very few bad songs in the show. I'm assuming
0: they cut songs in the movie from the show, or. You know what?
1: Many no yeah. um a lot like a little like intermediate stuff. Mr. Cellophane is
0: a great solo song. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Cellophane, probably one of the most boring songs, but because it's so short and it yeah, it actually it serves a really nice point. It kind of worked for me as just like a bring you down sort of kind of bit, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. But so but, in the Fosse version of the stage play, the Fosse version. Is, so
1: this. This was a play and then Fossey reimagined it as a musical and staged it with orchestra on stage, the band leader basically calling out these acts kind of as like a nightclub Mm. where you got this story told in amongst the acts of a nightclub. Uh, Whereas, so like Amos would be introduced and sing his song and then just kind of not get a playoff like everyone else and just have to shuffle. On yep. the stage. So the the conceit of the movie is a little bit different to how the the famous staging of Chicago is yep. on the stage.
0: Okay. All right. Well, do you want to touch on anything you no, read? Really what was your favorite song? I did. am the Cell Block Tango. Oh, that was your favorite? Yeah. And your least favourite was Can't Do It Alone. Yeah, not because it was bad, just because it just wasn't as punchy as the other ones. Like it wasn't as catchy. Like even with um, Mr. Cellophane. I, I, what did you think
1: about the hanging song? The hanging song—it's just a reprise. It's to it go, I can't remember. No, what it's just a little it, bit of music. It's then, not a thing. It was, it's just what plays when she hangs. Was it in in the uh, in this, the in the stage version? It's very uh, kind of symbolic. You see her climb the ladder, and she's about to do her circus trick, and she basically she disappears, and a rope falls. And, oh, okay, and that's—it's very symbolic. It's not actual. Hanging because that's very dangerous to do. Yeah, even
0: by the waist, that sounds very painful. <laughs> um, oh, so anything bad that you didn't like? What you wouldn't enjoy about this, or didn't enjoy about this? I mean, a little bit Renee Zellweger, a little bit Richard Gere.
1: Like they both did really. Richard fine. yeah, yeah. I think he's perfectly fine. But again, I would have liked someone a bit, a little bit more dynamic. Like Richard Gere is very much rest on his laurels, charming. Whereas I think Billy Flynn's I think could be a little bit more kind of go get him, charming.
0: All this movie made me want is I wish Richard Gere had like a two one or two episode cameo as like opposing counsel in Boston Legal. <laughs> like I enjoyed him as a as a bad lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the song and singing and dancing aside, like I just enjoyed his horrible tactics. Like well, he reminded me so much of Bloody Alan Shaw like just get what you need to get done to get yeah. them out sort of thing, but with less, way less morals than Alan had. Also,
1: I think Lucy Lou was a miscast, I think. Um, yeah. A, like not a big name or a much like pump that part up a little bit. It was also handled a little I also expected a song. I, I thought she'd get one. Uh, no, she doesn't in this, but there is a song there, but it's about uh, Renee Zellweger coming up with the pregnancy. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So she, the the girl that comes in, doesn't get a song, but uh, Roxy does there yeah. at that point. So you know, that's probably my least favorite song in the show, but it wasn't in the movie. Yeah, so I can't say that's my least favorite of the movie. All right.
0: Well, anything else you want to touch on?
1: I don't know. Is there anything you didn't like? Like I like this movie. That's why I suggested it.
0: Yeah. No, um, I've seen this movie before and I enjoyed it again. So like, I don't really have that much apart from like that one song. Mm-hmm. I, just... I will say this is probably
1: the first musical movie I really actively saw. Yeah, rather like because I saw Little Shop and Rocky Horror and all those things kind of like just at home. Yeah, like they were just on TV or we had had the 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 not the DVD the VCR. Yeah, but this is the first one I remember going. Hmm, that looks fun, and going to the cinemas and going, this is great.
0: So this is 2002, right? 2002. Because I saw it at the cinemas as well. Which meant maybe I was like 11 when it came out. Ow. 10 or 11. Baby. Yeah. Isn't it? It was rated M, wasn't it? Yeah, which M means a five-year-old can technically see it by themselves, <laughs> but um, as long as they can buy the ticket. Um, but I saw it with my family. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, for those playing at Brisbane at the Stafford City Theatres, Ooh.
1: for those playing in Bundaberg at the Moncrief Theatre, there you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty much when you walk through the box office, like just like two cinemas to your left from memory. Moncrief had one scene, well, one screen. <laughs> I bet it was that one. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I sat. I think I actually sat front row for this one. Oh, that sounds horrible. Well, no, it's a bit. It's, it has like an actual, it's like an actual theatre with a movie screen at the back of it. Oh, it's, oh, so yeah, there's yeah. a fair bit of distance between front row and the movie screen. God, I
0: saw World War Z front row and that was at a cinema cinema and oh, my neck. My neck hurts now <laughs> and that was like five, six years ago. Do you want to move on to recommendations then or is there anything else you want to touch on?
1: Yeah, I can't think of anything bad I want to fix in this movie.
0: Not enough Richard Gere.
1: Probably too much Richard Gere. Honestly, I would have liked more Velma. Yeah. Yeah. I think Catherine zeta Jones was the strongest thing in this movie and really carried the weight. Like, I think, I actually think Catherine Zita Jones has done a turn as Velma professionally since this movie. Um, which just goes to show because Velma on stage is a lot more demanding than Velma was in the movie.
0: Yeah, she wasn't really featured for like the much for the first twenty no, or thirty minutes. Yeah. Really, uh,
1: yeah. All right. Yes. You sure? Yeah, this is a good movie. This is this is possibly one of the best movie musicals that exists um, because it uses the form in a way that pays homage to the screen but also adds something that's very specific to the film genre. You, you really kind of get that magical, the magical realism that you can't manage on a stage when you have to use practical effects and you can get that by with, with cuts and, and special effects in the screen. So I think that... From stage to screen, it's so true to what the text is, and only adds to it without subtracting anything. Um, the songs it took out were the were the kind of more dull parts of the show, um, and it didn't really lack for it. So this is a this is a this is a very strong yes from me, and I think it definitely deserved best picture the year that it came out. It's... uh. Did it win? Yes, it did. Oh, there you
0: go. Um, it's a definite yes for me. Not as strong as Zayn's, but honestly, I didn't have much to fault with this film. Like there was one song I really didn't get into, and one song out of a musical that's bad is a pretty good hit factor. Like if we're looking at like let's say an all-time classic like uh, Lion King, I probably hate more than one song in that film. <laughs> so pretty well on the sing along front. Um, not that I did sing along because I do not remember many of the words to any <laughs> of the songs. Um, and I enjoyed most of the cast. I just, yeah, I would have gone for a bit more Richard Gere because I found his sleazy character can be kind of more yeah. fun. Whereas I found Renee Zellweger's character more infuriating. So it was like, well, that's no, that's her yeah. doing the right thing in this film, but it was like I would have rather more time with the character maybe less angry. But what do you all, think of the poster? Oh, I'd have to relook at it. It's kind of a big C
1: with Richard Gere in the middle with the two girls kind of facing him with their heads turned over their shoulders.
0: Um, it definitely makes it seem like you're going to get a lot of Richard Gere.
1: <laughs> what do you think of the order of the names up the top and the alignment of the names?
0: I can actually talk about this
1: i yeah, I was about to ask I was about to say why it happened that way because I think it's ridiculous
0: now this is a i mean correct me if I'm wrong for this movie, but this is actually a really weird thing, okay, so when it comes to top billing on movie posters, <laughs> um if there is a lack of agreement between the cast members, they have to kind of fuck around with the poster, so technically, the name on the left, the way that we read. English, the English language is first left to right. Yes, so the first build actor would normally be the one on the left. However, in this case, that's Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Now, Renee Zellweger is on the right, but her name is about one line above. Yep. Catherine's name, which also, when reading a sentence, would place it first because it is on the top line. But it's also on the wrong side, and it's this weird way of like you both have top billing, you're at the top, you're on the left, fucking deal with it, sort of thing. It's 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 appeasing both top bill rights. It's called diagonal billing, isn't it? Horrible!
1: (laughs) It's ridiculous. Like, and I don't know whether it was them themselves or their agencies or their management or whatever. But gosh darn, just just
0: stop it! It's it's an unfortunate common thing, but once you yeah. know it exists, when you, <laughs> you look at the movie posters, see just, you'll see it. And it's so funny though, because it just means that in negotiations in some way came to the point like two people or more needed top billing. And in this case, this yes, Richard Gear was fine with just regular billing. <laughs> Richard Gear, Yeah. And... The weirdest thing about this is their names are actually in the right order for their positions on the Thank poster. Thank goodness. Right? That would really annoy me. because Most posters are like that though. Yes. Because the, obviously the top bill actor, they normally chuck in the middle, which means their name's on the top left anyway. So they never read in order and it's, yeah, isn't it just great? Yeah. Good. I'm glad we got that out mm, into yeah. the air. So, I uh, never looked at this one and, like fully that, but, yeah. like that. I saw it, I'm like, oh no, they did the thing too. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, I think I want to do a prequel. All
0: right, I'm going to to give you two things because Alex is not here. Okay. Now, he would say set in a shoe shop. All right. That's what he's saying. I'm not saying that.
1: Uh, He wants it in a shoe shop. Sounds like your voice
0: No, no, no. Alex would say set in a shoe shop and I would say curse of the mummy. Uh,
1: All right. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Okay. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Which one do you reckon I said? Which one do you reckon Alex said?
1: Look, I think you said both of them. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, okay. So, our setting is a shoe shop. We are we are nineteen eighteen nineties. Sure. Um, shoe shop cobbler, cobbler and his wife, twin girls. We have Velma and whatever her sister's name is, Daphne. And they learn, they're, they're learning the piano, blah, 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 blah. And it's their journey as they kind of hit it big on the, uh, on the vaudeville circus and then get into nightclubs. Now, where the curse of the mummy comes in is they marry brothers, one of whom is an archaeologist, one of whom is their manager. Who married who? Velma married the manager... And her sister, her married, sister married the archaeologist. The archaeologist's name is Fred. His, and Fred brings her some earrings from Egypt and they're cursed and he dies. And it's basically and <laughs> and I think that that that's kind of the the uh there's there's sort of like a
0: Oh wait, a, no sorry. Fred didn't die. Fred was the other one.
1: Fred was the archaeologist.
0: No, I got the wrong way. Fred was the other one that dies in Chicago. Oh,
1: right. Yeah. Then the archaeologist... There we go. ...whose name is Gareth. There we go. Uh,
0: this is very important for the storytelling purposes.
1: Yes, well, dies, but these earrings now kind of push them on to further success and so they kind of get crazier, crazier and crazier and the movie kind of en- ends as they're kind of like in a tangle, fully clothed on a bed after like a debauch uh, the night before um, and then that kind of ends with uh, Velma going and playing on the piano, kind of reflecting on where they've come and then the end.
0: A couple of points I just wanted to throw in there. Do it. They, they find the mummy itself when coming to kill them. And right. there is an unmasking scene where Velma, Daphne and Fred unmask the mummy. And, and who's the mummy? It was old man Wilson. Played by? The guy that played Kelso in Scrubs, whose name escapes <laughs> me currently. <laughs> but he looks like an old man Wilson. Why not Steve Buscemi? because I want an old like grumpy man cuz right. they always old grumpy men. <laughs> All right, and that's when Velma it leaves she's like I'm going to go get some whatever and she some leaves ice. and that's when Daphne and Fred finally to the fans applause shack up.
1: No that that doesn't happen in this movie. Well that's what would
0: happen in the next yep. movie. Everyone's like finally Daphne and Fred did it and then
1: Actually no. That does happen in yes, this movie. Yes it does. Good. And then yeah, you hear the uh, the gun. Yep, as the credits roll.
0: And as the credits are rolling and the guns gone, I'd like to hear, like, a dog howl to the moon. All right. Yeah, perfect. And a mummy scream. No, so the mummy's already Too he's late. He's in jail. Cannon. He's in jail. you got on a mask. Right?
1: You can't put a mummy in jail. It
0: wasn't a mummy. It was Old Man Wilson. Oh, what? No,
1: it wasn't. I hate it. <laughs> Scooby Freaking dude. <laughs> okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get yeah. in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is SecondTakePodcast.com. Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are
0: SecondTakePodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash SecondTake. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. That yeah. one. Or SecondTakePodcast. You, you find it. Yeah. Oh. And Twitter at SecondTakeTNC.
1: Or we, we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we actually, no videos. No videos of some pictures, yet. though, that are funny. There, there, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, I got bored. <laughs> um, really. Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash second take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively... Uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Ah, And then yes, the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone, so sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons,
1: because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not it's- allowed to watch any yeah.
0: movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> and, and yeah walk.
1: if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on um, go to that's not kind of which is the mothership for all of the other po- all of our other podcasts yeah yeah in one of them i'm a wizard it's pretty good yeah and i get to torture that wizard it's even better <sighs> and maybe just one day there'll be solo podcasts that we do that solo podcasts there. yeah where we just talk